Hey, Lizards, Gizmo here. I wanted to share some of the cigars we'll be smoking in May and June, so you can smoke along with us if you'd like. For Cubans, we've got Hoyo de Monterey Double Coronas, Partagas Aliados, H. Upman Half Coronas, and Monte Cristo Open Eagle. And for New Worlds, we've got Davidoff, Winston Churchill, and Bellicoso, Diamond Crown, Julius Caesar, TAA Shark, 2023, Liga Pravada, T52 in Corona Viva, and Davidoff, Late Hour in Robusto, with much, much more to come. Have a suggestion? Email us. Hello at loungelizardspod.com. That's hello at loungelizardspod.com. Our podcast is supported by the Fabrica Five Cigar Company. Straight from the Honduran factory to your hands, the company was built by Rob Isla of Friends of El Habano and Bon Roberts fame and Cuban master blender Hamlet Peretti's. The entire cigar line is blended by Rob and Hamlet and is refined with feedback from a hand-selected tasting panel, the Friends of El Habano Forum, and smokers like you. You can even jump on the FOH Forum right now and post reviews and comments. And you might even hear from Rob or Hamlet when you do. Rob has opened the discount floodgates and now exclusive to Lizard listeners, Fabrica 5 is offering 10% off the entire store. That's all five packs, all 25 count bundles, all 50 count bundles using promo code LIZARDPOD at Fabrica005.com. That's code LIZARDPOD, one word. Plus, worldwide free shipping from Miami on all orders over $125 US. Again, use code LIZARDPOD for 10% off the entire Fabrica 5 store right now. That's Fabrica005.com. Fabrica005.com. You must be 21 years of age or older to order. Fabrica 5. No boxes, no bands, no bullshit. And now, let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Lounge Lizards podcast. It's so good to have you here. It's a leisure and lifestyle podcast founded on our love of premium cigars, as well as whiskey, travel, food, work, and whatever else we feel like getting into. My name is Gizmo, and tonight I'm joined by Rooster, Puba, Senator, Pagoda, and Grinder. And our plan is to smoke a cigar, drink some scotch, talk about life, and of course, have some laughs. So take this as your fifth official invitation to join us and become a card-carrying lounge lizard. Plan to meet us here once a week. We're going to smoke Cigar Aficionado's 2020 Cigar of the Year tonight, share our thoughts on it, and give you our formal lizard rating. We'll also chat about a variety of other things for the next hour, so sit back, get your favorite drink, light up a cigar, and enjoy as we pair Kirkland, yes, you heard right, Costco's Kirkland brand 12-year age scotch with E.P. Carrillo's pledge in prequel. Okay, so we have the uh, supposed 2020 Cigar of the Year, according to Cigar Aficionado, the E.P. Carrillo pledge prequel which is a Robusto in box press, a 5 by 50 dark wrapper. What are you guys getting on the, uh, on the scent here? It's hard to tell because there's so many wrappers this, on yeah. it. <laughs> the wrapper is... Can we take uh, a wrappers off at this point? No, I'm getting a little barnyard. The, the, there, is a, there is a foot wrapper that we're... A ribbon, rather. The, the foot ribbon is secured by scotch tape. It is? I fight it every time. Ooh. Actually, yeah, the presentation of this is um, is questionable at best. The, the, the amount of bands on here. Actually, this is nice. It has a really nice aroma it to it. It does. It really. It does. But this, this foot band I'm is, still fighting is the impossible band, by the to way. get off. You just slide it's it. Just, no, I it's don't. Just like a, oh, I got no, it. So a, if you grab it with a your. piece of tape on it. No, but if you grab it with Scott's your fingernail tape. and just pull it forward, it can slide off. But 
It's completely and totally unnecessary. This is the kind of content we're becoming this is, known this for. This is like a condom. You just slide it off. Come on. This is like insanity. Can we can we edit that, please? I can't have my mother hear that. <laughs> I'm leaving it in just no, because of that. Please don't. Please don't. She right. already heard the orgasmic expression. She's like, what is what is no, what is grinder? Like, so is that what happened? <laughs> but I don't think I don't think a band like this, I don't think you need a foot band, then the Mid band, the the, is, the 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 Perez Carrillo band, and then and then the additional band that also says this Perez Carrillo. That also Carrillo. says Perez Carrillo. Is it Carrillo? Carrillo. Yeah. Who? Whatever. It, I don't think you need all these like bands. This fabric to me is like this is what I would think you get at like Michaels. Like you go to Michaels and you it's get horrible, like a, a band roll of yellow gold fabric. For those of you who don't know what Michaels is, it's a teachers and artist supply store. Yeah. Okay, so I finally have the band off. You guys ready to cut it? Yeah, I'm thinking. Let's cut it. So this is, again, a, a 5x50 Robusto box press, the 2020 Cigar of the Year, according to Cigar Aficionado. Uh, very reasonably priced. So we decided to do this before the end of the year to, um, to not only do something that was reasonably priced and popular, but also very affordable. Um, this cigar comes in. You can find it generally anywhere between 11 and 13, 14 bucks, depending on the, uh, the taxes in your local market. So the cold draw, I'm getting very, it's like musty. Mm. That's why I, I said barnyard. I feel like you, you get, I feel like uh, this may be stupid to say, but I feel like I'm getting a little raisin mm. on the draw. No, I can see that. Yeah. It's not a note I've ever called out before, but I'm definitely getting a little raised. I mean, to your point, there's a little bit of sweetness. The draw is, my draw is perfect. It is a perfect draw. Same, perfect. Perfect. This is great. All right, so let's light it up, boys. Very, very good construction. The EP Carrillo Pledge Prequel. And after we light it, I'll go through the uh, makeup of the cigar. So these have been in my humidor now probably for about eight months. I got these at the early part of the year. Uh, I know that we started smoking these. We had these when they were hyped up at the end of last year or beginning of this year. So I've had the, I've had the Toro. Mm. Well, yeah, they call it the Sojourn. Yeah, the Sojourn. I don't know. First draw. Unpleasant. Yeah. The 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 actual the the retro hail, the retro hell is is better. The first draw on this for me was very harsh. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. A little rough. It's a it's a it's a full bodied, full bodied little robusto. I agree. Uh, mine wasn't that harsh. I, I I just you get some pepper on the finish. Mm, but this is off to a terrible draw. start, too. Yeah. It was an easy draw. I just, like, I think it got to my throat pretty mm-hmm. quick. So uh, this is a Habano Connecticut wrapper, an Ecuadorian binder, and Nicaraguan filler. And it's made in the Dominican Republic. And they say it's a medium full cigar. Yeah, it's full. I would say it for me. It, well, at least it's starting full. Yeah. Leans more full. But we'll see how it ends up. I'm, I'm just getting oak and pepper. I'm getting a little cardamom. 
black or green? no petrichor? Not not <laughs> not at this stage. You into no, colors I, today? I'll be have honest. You, I googled that word. Did after you guys? Last episode. Can, I googled you, that can, word. Can you can, can can so what is petrichor? It's a thing. I'm not fucking crazy. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Just no one knows what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> so, you, know, you know what right it is. You rate. just didn't have a you didn't have a name for it. That's true. Am I wrong? But what is it? There has to be some more kind of common description of that taste than the guess, guess pull that up. Lexicon. Let's pull up Petrichor. Lexicon or vocabulary? Vocabulary, whatever whatever you want to call it. Petrichor. A pleasant smell that frequently accompanies the first rain after a long period of warm, dry weather. Oh, so like a damp kind of... Smells like earthy. rain. Yeah, earthy. It's summer. So what? why Petro? It's Petra. P- it's actually Petri. It's Greek. It's spelled P-E-T-R-I. Relating to rocks. Not, nothing to do with petroleum. No. Well, petroleum is from rocks. Icor is actually a thing. I don't know what Icor is. I think the cigar tastes much better. <laughs> well the light was a little bit rough but it's it's, it's better now it's, it's better now yeah um you know what i find about these i mean it's it's interesting i guess you know we spoke about padrone a couple episodes ago the, the exclusivo and box press but i find that these you know, th- to me they're not a very pretty cigar like if you if you were to take these bands off it's not a very impressive looking cigar it's bumpy. Yeah, it's, it's like a bumpy, it's bumpy. Rough. The wrapper's not. Um, the cap to me is very exposed and clear. I don't know. It's I, just, I like that it's, though. Is I it like that. Sing, I think it's a. Is it single cap like Padrones are? Mm, I can't tell. No, it's no, not. It's no, I don't think Padrones it is. are single I cap. It, I think it's. I like this uh, soft box press too. I can't tell. Yeah. Yeah, I'll say this. I, I like the shape of this cigar because I think we're all a little bit of a sucker for a box press since we love Padrones so much. But Gizmo, to your point. I mean, it, it's a toothy wrapper. It, it's got a rustic look to it. it. It doesn't look all that refined, and I feel like they tried to dress it up by putting that foot band on and two more bands on top of that. When I first smoked this cigar, I actually thought it started off very smooth. Mm. I was shocked how smooth. The finish we'll talk about as we go through this, that was a very different experience. But for some reason, as this has sat, in Gizmo's humidor, this has started out a lot more aggressive than I remember you, when I first had this cigar. You know what this, by, by look and by like initial few draws, this is really reminding me of the La Bijou. Have you ever had that? Is that oh, the my I fa- have. Is that, that my father? That's, oh, yeah, by my father, that right? That fucking yeah. packs a punch. This is like the first few draws of this. It really hit me. And like even even like the footband, the the... The Michaels ribbon and like the big the big bands on this like triple band like the it remi- Michaels ribbon like from Michaels art store yeah yeah, yeah. Right. so to, to your point I, I see the visual similarities with Le Bijou but that cigar how have who else has had that Le Bijou I, I have, have not I have not all right so I I'll never forget this cigar because if anyone asked me what the strongest cigar I've ever had in my life is it's that my father Le Bijou I'll never forget I was at. I was a few cigars deep into an evening and I was at a, a, a cigar lounge and I saw that cigar was rated within the top five some year in Cigar Aficionado and it was on their list. So I said, sure, let me try it. I could not believe how strong that cigar, I, it, it was not smokable. It was not smoke. I mean, I was just pounding scotch to try to take away some of the bite of the cigar. It, it, it was just a so, really so good what, cigar but, but, so that's But that's an interesting concept. We're trying cigars because of CA. Right, cigar aficionado, 
and their annual ratings and it's driving it's driving consumer demand in some way or, or at least retailers supply as well yeah. well absolutely right and what so what is driving but that that as a as a consumer i have a, whatever you know I'll, I'll try anything but what is driving the ca's evaluation of certain cigars versus not and accordingly their ratings right it's a great question you know, and, and I know that they keep their process somewhat secret, I guess, but from the way that they describe it, from what I've seen on Instagram and stuff from uh, David Savona and the other guys there, is that they, all, they get shipped a, a package of cigars. They're all completely unbanded. They're numbered, and they just smoke them and review them. Yeah, but give me a break. They, they, they know uh, what they're smoking. And there's got to be some advertising we know, we know what, right? We know what we're smoking when we, yeah. you know, and when you're, when you're, in, the, when you're in the biz <laughs> and you're smoking you're not you're smoking cigars all day every day and you're not you're not even smoking the full stick right you're just like i'm gonna try this i'm gonna try that you know they know what they're smoking and they have a refined palate they're they you know there's no there's no i'm sure there's some you know sanctity in the process that they are obliged to but the reality is they know what they're smoking and i'm listen i'm looking at the top 25 from this year and i know that we're you know, we're picky about what we like to smoke and, and, and our preferences, but some of these are, are questionable at best to me in the top 25. Like I mean, what? All right, you ready? So <clears throat> number two was the Fuente Fuente Opus X Double Robusto, respectable. Number mm-hmm. three, Padron 1964 Anniversary Series in Hermosa, which is a shorter, fatter version of the Exclusiva we smoked a couple weeks ago. Number five is the Punch Short to Punch. From Cuba. That's a pretty decent cigar. That That's a, a nice cigar. That is a good cigar. Uh, the Oliva Siri V Milanio Churchill, number eight. So there's there's a you know? there's a there's a manufacturer that always shows up in the in the top five. Well, someone's some listener's going to correct correct the fuck out of me for some reason, but they're always in that. You Oliva. Know, yeah. Mm-hmm. They do a lot of advertising. Yeah. There you go. Well, that's what I you know, and some of these like. Same with Fuente. Same with Fuente. And I think EP Carrillo too, because they the last three cigars that they've released in regular production have all top fived in the past few years. I think number one in 2018, two years ago, was an EP Carrillo as well. Which one was that? Uh, the one with the orangey band. The encore. Yeah. The encore. This, this is it was in the top five. I, this is like, not I don't the know encore. What, what this it was. is yeah. This, sorry. This, this, is, yeah. Is this is the pledge. Oh yeah, the encore. Had anyone tried the Encore? I did. That? I so, did. So I'll, I'll just say I'm a sucker for this. I, I criticize Cigar Aficionado's ratings every year when they come out with this, but I can't remember a year I didn't try their Cigar of the mm-hmm. Year. Yeah. And so I, I tried that EP Carrillo Encore Majestic. I think it was Cigar of the Year in 2018. If not, it was 19. And it's not my typical flavor profile, so I, I would it would not be a hard recommend for me, but it was unique and interesting in that i remember a lot of tea and floral notes it was very smooth it was just a different style that i'm used to so i i don't have anything overly negative to say about that cigar because for someone that likes that flavor profile i'm sure that's a great cigar for them but for me it just didn't really you know didn't excite me that you know for that 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 actually that cigar i did have that cigar and i remember sitting in a cigar lounge in um you know i think i was in small town new jersey and having that cigar because it just came out and they had a stock of them and it was before the rush right like it just came out the ratings just came out and they just happened to have them in stock and i had it and i was like 
you know, I won't be able to find this in a week, right? And I loved it. It was great. Um, I would rate that, not rate, but I would, you know, rank order this, that one higher than this one so far, from what I recall. And this was a year, you know, a while ago. I kind of agree with you because I really, really enjoyed the cigar for quite some time. I think I was smoking a lot of those, um, even into last year, smoked quite a a few of those and really enjoyed it. Um, You're talking the Encore Pagoda? Yeah, the Encore. Um, But I wasn't having the majestic size. I was having one of the larger sizes. Um, I just really enjoyed it. You know, it was uh, what I thought was, uh, you know, Somewhere but, between medium and bold. And I mean, just enjoyed the flavors. For so, for sure. I, I, I like I, I like most of the most of the stuff that Ernesto Perez blends. Like when he, even to this day, I have like four or five boxes of the Series R, the original Lagoria Cubana. Like that's the original fat stick, like that that big almost it may be sixty ring gauge. I don't, I'm not sure, but it's a big very thick ring, ring, ring gauge cigar. And like, that's what brought him to the market. Like he, he was a blender at LGC, the, the North American, not, you know, the not Cuban cigar. And he made that cigar and it was, it's a, I love that cigar. I have so many great memories of smoking that cigar. And I still do to this day, uh, smoke the Siri R. And that's his, that's his original blend. And then he obviously went and did other stuff, right? He made his own line and, you know, I, I actually, I even shared one of my favorite cigars. The they made a they made a cigar for the European market called the Cabinet, and I actually shared. I think I shared it with uh, with Senator. That's right. It's a great cigar. It's light. It's got a lot of flavor. It doesn't hit you in the face. It kind of it's reminiscent of the Series R, but a little different. But it just never it never took in the north in the American market probably because it was at the time it was just everything was fat ring gauge. Right. And, um, I ha- I still have like 50 or 60 of those cigars in my humidor, various, various sizes, but to, to grinder's point, I, I, I vividly remember this. We were in his backyard sitting around a fire and he gave me this cigar. I had never even heard of it before. It was actually very, very good. I so good that I looked it up on my phone thinking, where can I buy this? And uh, it's not made anymore, yeah. so it's nice Grinder shared it. But um, I don't have a ton of experience with EP Carrillo. I mean, I'm smoking this. I've had the Encore Majestic, and apparently I've had that one from Grinder. But um, that cigar was very good. The Encore Majestic, while not my traditional flavor profile, I thought it had a really refined character about it, so a respectable cigar. And this, obviously, the jury's still out. We're, we're early into this so, one. But, but this is like the third, the third in this series, right? So he released one, one year, then he had the encore, which La is the Historia. second, like the encore, the second La, one. Uh, and the then first the, one was La Historia. Yeah. La Historia. Okay. Um, and it was like a, you know, you can even go, like I remember listening to whoever does the reviews at CA on some YouTube video and him talking about the three, the three act play of not the cigar, but the actual intro, you know, the actual release of these. And I was thinking to myself, well, I, you know, this is a good cigar. I had this previously. But the previous two were actually, in my opinion, much better so far. So I have a question for everyone. Has this started to smooth out for all of you? Because for me now, this is actually very smooth. It's smooth, but I I wouldn't say that I'm necessarily enjoying it thus far. I'm enjoying the combustion. It's fucking phenomenal. The combustion is great. 
it's not, I'm not saying it's, uh, listen, I'm, this is not a bad cigar. It's not. It's just maybe not for me. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't mean it, 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 it may not be for somebody else. I think if, um, it's just kind of not the kind of style of smoke that yeah. I enjoy particularly, but I'm trying to remain objective and, 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 and take it for what it is. So, so what so, does that mean exactly? Yeah. When you say it's not your stuff. So what specifically so are you specifically getting in this? Like I'm getting, I feel like it's like, it's really got an edge to it that is for my palate is not enjoyable. The, the edge is, is a little disturbing. It's not I'll the edge. It's the pledge. <laughs> pledge edge. Right. It's the pledge edge. <laughs> well, it has like, but it's like, it's like peppery and it's peppery in, 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 and kind of just the over, I can't pinpoint what it is about it. It just doesn't taste that good. And, and I, just, <laughs> I, I know that that's, that's, I agree that's, with that, him. That, that's, I agree with him. I know that that's like really opaque way of taught saying it, but it's, it's not even like it, it, it's spicy, but like not in a good way. It, it kind of makes, I'll be honest. It's not, it's not a cigar that I'm like, Oh, it's a Sunday afternoon. It's 65 degrees. There's no wind. And I'm going to really enjoy this on my deck. No, I'm probably, I'm, I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little squirmy. I'm a little like, you know, I'm, 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 I'm trying to flex too many muscles to reach out and grab what I like about it. <laughs> you know? Right. It, it, it's, I'm trying to, de to dig deep into like what this thing, and I don't want to like, I don't want to influence the group here. I, I, I'm just saying I, I can't find flavor notes in this thing that stand out to me. I think it's actually, to be perfectly frank, I think it's muddled. Like, I think there's a lot of happening, but nothing particularly jumps out to me. I'm not like, oh, this is sweet. This is deep. This is earthy. It's kind of just spicy and, a, and slightly. So I, listeners may jump on this for, uh, jump on me for this, but it, not acrid, but like something. Yeah, I, I think it's not defined. You know, like I've been trying to figure out, like, what is that? Um, it's a lot of spice, and it hits in the back of back, your back throat. Of throat for sure. Right? You There's feel some that? pepperish. Yeah, but for yeah. me, that's yeah. not pleasurable. Right. So I'm curious, uh, um, Gizmo. I don't uh, MC Gizmo. Is there talking about what is enjoy about this? I'm sure CA has some review I mean, what that says say what, what, I, I mean, what I they like read, about it. Before Gizmo reads anything of what they say, <clears throat> let's talk for a second about what they rated this cigar. Th this is the thing I had the hardest this time is, with. This, yeah, I agree. This, this will is crazy. blow what your mind. Out of 100 points, they gave this cigar 95. a 98. 98. 98. Wow. Break. What are they smoking? Th but I so mean, that, that's, that, that's when I, when I, I love, I love, we all love Cigar Aficionado. The ratings, to me, when I see that score, I'm just like, Really? So, what are you guys smoking aside from these these sticks? Let me let me say something in their defense though. When we smoked this cigar for the first time in say January or February, what I remember very specifically was that the first third was surprisingly different than anything I've ever had before. There was almost and I think Senator, I think you and I smoked it together. There was almost a, a kind of like wine characteristic that coated your mouth that is missing for me right well, now, but eight months later. Drinking Clorox is different. That doesn't mean it's good. 
No, like, no, this but is he, like, he's not saying different in a bad way. He's saying different in, in, a, in a good way. I, I mean, I'm honestly, saying it was different. I'm complimenting the cigar that I had when it originally came out, when I originally purchased it. I was like, okay, I get why they made this cigar of the year. Like I understood for a moment. And then into the second third, into the last third, I started to question it. Now, all this time later, coming to the end of the year, these guys, these guys have sat for a while in my humidor. Um, it's certainly smoking better than it did when I originally purchased it. No doubt about that. The construction, the burn is definitely more of a highlight now okay, than it was then. Is, let me interject. This is where I get fucking annoyed. It, the, the, the wrapper and whatever they used to bind this just tore a piece of the wrapper off. That annoys the fuck out of me. Like, give me a break. I'm not there yet. You know, we have also been smoking a lot of Cuban cigars, like, throughout the summer. And all those, all, most of the Cuban cigars are, like, medium, right? Not full, full, not a lot of spice. And this thing is, like, totally on the opposite spectrum, giving you a lot of spice, hitting you in the back of the throat, back of the tongue. And we're just not, we're not used to those flavors. We haven't had this in a long time. Yeah. And we have not had anything this spicy in a very long time. And you're totally right. So and, and it's got a, it's like a full, full flavored, you know, a lot of spice and it's mostly spice. There's no sweetness. There's no citrus. There's no floral notes. It's just a heavy spice that you get. To your point about the back of your throat, that's, I think the, the part of this I'm enjoying the least is how it feels sitting in the back of my throat after I draw it. I agree. The delivery is not, particularly smooth, which I think is what makes it not that enjoyable for a lot of us. And I think Puba had a really nice way of explaining the flavors are, are muddled in that there's not, I've, I've still, not one of us has picked out a really dominant flavor outside of pepper and spice. I mean, that's really all you're getting. You're not getting some vanilla or earth or cocoa. There, there's, there's none of that. It's all just hidden behind this bomb of spice and pepper. And, and that's kind of disappointing. There, there needs to be another something to balance out the spice. You know, I don't think it's a balanced smoke. It's just kind of dominant in spice. I remember smoking this sojourn, I guess. Uh, and, um, you know, this is once again, I think uh, earlier during the year. And I, I remember Rooster, I was speaking to you about it. And I said, the first third or half was awesome. And then I just couldn't hack it. Right. Something just, the flavor profile had changed. And I remember, and then after that, you know, I I think uh, I'd got around 10 cigars in a box or something. I think it was a box of 10 uh, or a pack of 10. I'm not sure. But yeah, after I finished those, I, I just wasn't able to reorder them. Uh, but, you know, um, um, this is obviously a, a different size. So I haven't felt that dramatic change yet so um let's see what it brings so here's what uh, cigar aficionado said it's a delicious smoke that delivers flavor in bold zesty parcels of spicy oak licorice black cherry and black pepper baking spices sing like a holiday chorus and when you think you've tasted all the cigar has to offer a warm familiar note of baked apple settles across the palate that performance alone is what sent the cigar straight to the top of the list However, when you look at this as part of a larger body of the work, you see that the Perez Carrillo trilogy nearly hit the trifecta as, no, as two out of the three of these were named Cigar of the Year. And the other one uh, was, I guess, number three or number four uh, a couple of years ago. Yeah, I mean, 
the thing the thing for me about this is that the two the the other cigars that I love about EP Carrillo that I spoke about it's so so different from this and almost part of me is almost saying like CA is like this guy is a fucking legend which he is his family's they're great you know his daughter's running the business they 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 make phenomenal cigars great construction they're they're great right and they're almost like this is the thing that's disturbing is that I feel like they're just kind of Hey, let me give you let me give you the gold star for being an awesome, you know, awesome manufacturer. And like this, because it's so different from what I love about EP Carrillo. Those cigars I was describing, even like even the different, the Maduro, the natural, all in the series R, and even when he left, you know, they they kept that blend and those other EP Carrillo, EP Carrillos that came out when he started his own line, they're very different from this. And I'm just like, you know, maybe they're it's like, okay, you've been in the business forever. We're trying to praise you for being one of the stalwarts, you know, and that maybe that's, that's just part of the business. I'm not, I'm not in the business. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I think that that's a fair point. Um, I can only speak for what I'm, for, for what I'm experiencing right now. And to me, it's, it's linear, generic and aggressive would be the two, the three things that, 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 and I don't mean aggressive, like super aggressive, but, it's a it's this is the cigar that um if if that's your thing um i don't the sweetness that cigar aficionado speaks of i'm if if i was experiencing it i i i would um i'd mention it but i i don't really get that or caramel or some of these other notes or baking spices i mean well i'm not getting any of that i got the i got the cardamom when i first I think I mentioned that. I did get some of that when I first was into it. Maybe in the beginning a little. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, but 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 that doesn't take away from the merits of what this is if that's what you like. I mean, like, I think there's a lot of people who probably love this cigar. Um, you know, feel free to beat me up. Um, I think you're right, I, though. But, you know, maybe there are people who like yeah, this. But, uh, so I want to go back to something Grinder said because I think – there, there's, there's a pattern with EP Carrillo in that my impression of that brand, and Grinder knows that brand far better than I do, is that what they do really well are medium cigars. They're not known for full flavor bombs that you would get out of some other brands. I mean, this is probably the strongest, if not one of the strongest cigars they make. Is that, is that accurate? Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, well, the, the I think... I think the when he was at LGC, and I don't know who owns who was owning LGC at the time, he made that that line of cigars, right? The Serie R. That that cigar was certainly medium, almost mild in in some way, and it was very sweet and nutty and beautiful. But that's what I'm right? getting at. I, I just feel like they because clearly and, cigar palettes are are skewing at least in the new world, in, in the U.S. They're skewing fuller in flavor. And I, I feel like E.P. Carrillo tried to capture that by producing this cigar. And I just think when you compare this to other cigars that are full flavor, new world cigars, they deliver that flavor in a much smoother, in a much more refined way, in a much more complex way than this cigar does. And to me, I just I, I feel like this is a bit out of their element that they, they don't really understand how to blend a cigar like this to deliver that amount of flavor in a smooth way where you can pick out these flavor notes. I mean, to hear Gizmo 
name all these notes that cigar aficionado is getting out of this cigar where i think all of us in this room are saying that's lost by just spice and oak and not much more yeah yeah it's just there's no i'm not getting much more out of that but maybe somebody else could it, somebody else clearly did or it's just a bunch of bullshit which is possible i mean but i don't think so i mean i think that the look i think people want to I think the folks at CA aren't com- probably aren't completely, you know, off the rocker and are just making shit up. But, but, uh, you know, the, the, these are people in the cigar business who are in the business of generating revenue for the book. Um, we all know what ad revenue uh, means. <laughs> so, and I'm not saying that's the main driver, but um, who knows? I, I, I'm. You know, how many t- you know how many times can you give a Padron or give give some of the legendary Cuban cigars awards each year in a book? You, you, I mean, you can't do it. So if we were sitting around and we ran the book, we'd give it a Padron every year. Well, well, no, I mean, <laughs> you wouldn't be able to. Do, you wouldn't be able to do that. Your advertisers would go bye bye. You know, you wouldn't be able to do that. You need to spread the love around and and. And it's the same thing, whether it's industry awards shows, if you just give the same awards to the same companies every year, you know, and no one else gets to taste a piece of the pie, you can't sell any additional tables to the event. And nope. people say, you know, and they got to spread it around. So I get that, uh, you know, you got to spread it around this cigar. I just don't really understand. I don't understand the appeal, but I do understand how somebody could like it. I mean, it's not like it's, offensive but it's certainly not approachable it's not an easy cigar to approach like it's this is not an approachable smoke for even the casual person i think this would be a great outdoor cigar really like if you are into strong stronger cigars because the construction's great the draw is great the combustion is great it is you know if you feel like you want to smoke a cigar on the golf course on a slightly windy day if it holds up, I haven't tried this, to be very honest, but if it holds up and the combustion's great, you know, uh, I would rather smoke this outside, to be honest. So there, there's, a, like, there's one thing I do, I do like about this cigar. The secondhand aroma, I'm going to trademark that, secondhand aroma, TM, is really, I like, I like that. I like, when, I'm, when I hold it to my, to my nose and I'm not, and inhaling not inhaling but i'm when i'm not puffing on it and tasting it it's it's very pleasant but i agree with that but 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 when i taste it and i actually smoke it it's you know it's it's a lot for me and and i think to to pagoda's point too i think about being an outdoor cigar you know an outdoor cigar with a thick wrapper on it you know for 10 bucks this is certainly going to perform very well in you know, as Puba described about the Exclusivo, that tornado scenario, I think this would perform very well. And what I'm finding too is, even when I take a little bit of a draw on it, I'm getting a ton of smoke. Yeah, there's certainly no lack of of yeah. chimney. Oh, the here. combustion's really combustion's good. Great. No doubt about it. And combustion's what, real good. What, and actually, I, it's funny. I just got to the middle, and now I'm actually. This is like the most pleasurable part of the cigar. Now it actually is doing something that's changing, and now I'm actually enjoying it way more am i wrong no not at all i was just gonna go there so the second half when you get to the middle 
you start to get sweetness out of the cigar. Yeah, they're now I'm starting sweeter. to pick something up that's yeah. which better. I think I think has flipped since the first time we smoked it. You know, it's you know true. what I'm what I'm you know? what I'm finding is that can we talk about what we're pairing with this? Because yeah, before I'm, before we get to that though, I I need to know as our resident full-bodied cigar smoker, I'm curious what Rooster thinks of this so far as a you know a guy who smokes a Padron 90th for breakfast. So, I mean, it did start with a lot of spice, and but halfway through, I was getting a lot of spice also. But now, it has changed to a little bit of sweetness. Sweetness. And I was just going to mention, like, maybe CA, you know, you really have to smoke the whole cigar to, to really find out, you know, what they're talking about. Maybe they don't tell you whether those notes came in the beginning, in the middle, or kind of to the end. So the cigar now has gotten a little smoother and gotten a little sweeter. And the spice has gone down or diminished a little bit. I agree. I'm, I'm actually enjoying the middle, and, and, and I wasn't the first half, so the jury's still out. So do you recommend cutting the, like the, to smoke half of it? <laughs> cut, the, <laughs> cut the first half cut off. Cut the first half off. I'll just let Gizmo cut my cigar. I think we all love Sorry, I'm that's actually, never going to end. It's funny. Then you'll get all spice. Right <laughs> as I was, literally four minutes, three, four minutes after I gave that kind of, three-point play, linear, aggressive, It this is now, it, it changed a little. I mean, it literally changed just a bit now where I'm actually like, okay, well, if this first half had more notes in it like this, see, so it's changing. And maybe maybe that's a testament to, to uh, some of the complexity that's in the cigar that maybe we haven't appreciated fully yet. I, 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 it's, it's, it's better now than it was 15 minutes ago. All right. So let's talk about our pairing tonight. We've, we've switched gears a little bit as far as what we've been doing in, in past podcasts. And we've kind of gone the other end of the spectrum and we are sipping a 12 year aged Kirkland blend from Rooster's favorite place in the entire world. Costco. <clears throat> well, I mean, this sounds like lunacy and it sounds insane. Okay. And I, and, and maybe for the listener or maybe it doesn't, I, I, I don't know, but um, Gizmo brought the scotch to the lounge um, a couple of times. He was, uh, he was subsequently ridiculed and then uh, said, well, why don't you try it assholes before you ridicule me about my Costco scotch? I got to tell you, this it's a blended scotch. It's what's the price tag on it? $34.99 for a 1.75 liter. Right. So you're saying this has to be absolute shit, you say to yourself. This has to be like garbage, like tastes like doers or something. It doesn't. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't. You just offended a lot yeah. of listeners. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, hey, look, I, I, I'll drink doers with the twist. We just lost half the audience. No, 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 no. I'll drink doers with a a twist. I grew up on that stuff. Um, Certainly poaching it from my dad's liquor cabinet, um, who was a doers drinker. He drank J and B, drank Cuddy. Um, You know, back in the eighties, I I, I would I would poach that stuff all the time, and 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 into my early twenties, I would drink that. But this is not that. This is not anything like those kind of i guess i don't know what you would characterize them but like doers or cuddy or like a, like a budget B or a budget kind a of budget blend i guess a budget blended scotch yeah. this scotch is really super drinkable 
And I don't really understand exactly what's behind it. Maybe you guys do. I've tried to Google it a couple of times. But money for value, it's, it's really, it outpaces the, the dollar value, the quality of this big time. It's super drinkable. I mean, it's effectively 17 bucks a bottle, you know, compared to another 750 uh, you know, uh, bottle of scotch. I mean, it's 17 bucks a bottle. And, and the flavor that it delivers at that price is unmatched, unbeatable. It's incredible to me. I'm blown away by it. So I'll, I'll say this as a scotch snob, and I'm, I'm happy to have that label. I, I, we, I was sitting in, in my lounge here, and Rooster came by. I think Bam Bam was there. And Rooster says, Senator, you have to try this Kirkland 12-year scotch that Gizmo brought to the lounge the other day. I wasn't there when you guys sampled it. And I said immediately to Rooster, I said, you couldn't pay me to drink a Costco scotch. I'm sorry. That's just not going to happen. There's no way that Costco can make a scotch that I'm going to enjoy. And so the next time Rooster came by, he brings this giant, what, what feels like a 50-pound bottle of scotch from Costco, and he pours some for me and Bam, and he's like, just try it. Both of us, Bam and I looked at each other, completely stunned. One, how smooth this was for a $17 a bottle of scotch, and two, the flavor that it delivered in a really nice, refined, not at all aggressive way. So I'll just say for anyone out there who is very particular about their scotch. My favorite everyday scotch is McAllen 12. I think most of the guys in this room are, are in the same boat there. Dollar for dollar, there is no better everyday scotch that I've tried than this. So yeah, I, I thank Gizmo for going out on a limb and, and uh, purchasing this. Absolutely. It's super approachable, but, but let's be clear. Like, it is not a single malt scotch. It is not, this does not have the... Com- <laughs> It doesn't have, it's, I would characterize it as really drinkable, really pleasant and really approachable and leave it at that. It, it doesn't deliver this kind of like complexity that you're going to get from a single malt scotch, but it just, it tastes really good and it's really smooth and it's really drinkable. So the first thing I would say about this scotch is that one with this cigar, it actually pairs very nicely. It pairs very well. Because it's, it's very, the, the scotch is very smooth. It has this hint of sweetness. It's not offensive. It's very, to, to Puba's point, it's very drinkable. And it really balances, for me, it balances off, I don't want to use this word because it's not completely apt, the offensiveness of some of the harsh, you know, notes that I get in this cigar. Now, so, the, so the Alexander Murray is, is the brand that actually blends the scotch, right? The fascinating thing is this guy, I don't even know if he's Scottish or who, Alexander Murray is not the name of the guy. It's some, some, it's some other company. It's, it's founded it's by company. some, but he, the brand is Alexander Murray. I don't know. Do we know who, what, who founded Alexander Murray? I this, don't. The, the, the brand is based, I think it's based in California. I just know Andy Murray. So I think it's based in, <laughs> I think it's based in California. And the guy wins. It's like a boot, like a boutique, you know, blender that he, he brings in, um, you know, he brings the, the scotch industry is so complex because they have so many of these blended, the blended scotch industry is like, there's so many distillers in Scotland. We talked about this on a previous episode. 
he brings in all these different scotches. And the reality is it, it kind of does have, you know, I'll, I'll maybe I'm the antithesis of what you just said. I do get a, it's like a, it's like a better version of a doers <laughs> in my opinion. Like I, and I, and I, I drank doers when I was in college and Absolutely. when I, be, when I was like, I'm going to, I'm not going to drink bush light or pictures Gallons of, of it. Yeah. Gallons of it I, I, and I, and I loved, and I loved drinking it. I was, I was like really cool. I'm like, Oh, I'm sophisticated. Now I'm just like, you were like an idiot, but I like it. It's reminiscent to that in a way, but it's so much better and it's so drinkable. So much better than the yeah, doers. I, I want to say, I'm sorry, just to do this scotch justice, it's leaps and bounds better than doers. Uh, yeah, Let's a thousand, just percent. Percent clear. A thousand percent. Because oh, when is. you're when you're but, flying, you know, American Airlines for years, I'm an American flyer, they they always had doers and, right. and I, I I never enjoyed it. I just didn't. And you can even compare this to, you know, people who drink Johnny Walker black, like that's a serviceable, you know, blended scotch. It's uh-huh. nothing great, but like it's drinkable. This is leaps and bounds to me better than Johnny Black, than Chivas, than yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, Doers. I would drink this over any of those blended scotches any day of the week. Yeah, this has a fuller flavor profile. It's it's more balanced. It's smooth. I mean, all blended scotches are smooth because they're blended. That's what they're going for. But this just delivers more flavor in a smooth way that I think those others yeah. are not capable. I, of I doing. wouldn't describe this as full flavor in, by any means. Johnny but Walker I Black would, is relative fuller. to those other scotches. I'm sorry, Doers is practically yeah, Doers is shit. But Doers Johnny Walker is harsh Black, water. But Johnny Walker Black is is not. I would not characterize. Well, see, maybe I'm. See, I have an attachment to that brand. It got me, me too. I have an attachment to Johnny Walker Black. I drank a lot of Johnny Walker Black with my dad. I drank a lot of it on fucking airplanes, and like I don't know. I've drank a lot of that in my life. And would like, you drink that over this any day with a sploosh of soda? <laughs> so, so all right, Puba, help me Not understand splash, this. Sploosh. Your know. your thermos, which we should talk about. Oh, your thermos. No. No, Which we should not. talk we about. We cannot. We cannot. Where do you put this on the boat? Why? <clears throat> why? Why not fill your thermos this with Johnny Black? Why bo- this? This is good on the boat. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> the boat. The boat. A part uh, of me thinks this is better without club soda. I have. I, I have think an opinion. Johnny Black. I think I prefer it with a sploosh of soda for some reason. Can we like, first? Have I you think tried, a couple things. One. Let's soda? define what a sploosh is. No. And then two. I'm curious to hear your commentary on why. You know, it's different because I think I have a pretty strong well, opinion it's about woody, why it's woodier. Johnny For Walker sure. Black is is a woodier scotch than this, and it's 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 definitely has a lot more body than this. Is it is like would I pour Johnny Walker Black? I can drink this straight with no ice. This Kirkland Scotch, I agree, and it's you. very very smooth. Would I would I just drink Johnny Walker Black not over ice? Probably not, but like it delivers a different. Um, the, 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 it delivers a little bit more of a woody, full-bodied taste that tastes just like Johnny Walker. I yeah. mean, I don't know. But is that the nostalgia talking? Is that the it history could, talking? It could totally be that, but it's that. But I can only I can just be honest about how I feel about it. Sure. I mean, like I've I, I've had a lot of like deals, talks, things over Johnny Walker Black in the day. That like make me feel like I yeah. don't I, I can't condemn that that spirit or like sh- shit on it and just say this Kirkland Scotch I just love it more I I, I can't say that but I but I think it has merits this, I, I, I I don't know so but for it me it could be the nostalgia talking for me the 
and I'm glad you said that. But for me, that like I did, I do get some of those like subtle vanilla doers ish. But I think why we like this scotch is because I do get that a little bit of sherry, and I don't think I don't know if it's got sherry. Maybe it does, but I get a little sherry. I, I I'm agree. with you, and I and agree. I feel like it. There's like some. That's why we like Mac Twelve sherry, right? Yep. And I get. It's got just enough sherry to me to make me coming back, make me come back. I agree. You know what I, I mean? I agree. It's poor man's Macallan. Like that's the beauty, I think, of this scotch. You know, for most of us, our favorite everyday scotch is Macallan Twelve. This is a substitute for that when you don't want to spend sixty five bucks a bottle and you want to spend seventeen and just sit at home and pour yourself a glass. It's of scotch. why we grab as much of it as we can, right? And I'm, and I'm not you. shitting on Johnny Black. I'm just saying, I think that any scotch that we like. We can sip neat and enjoy as much or almost as much as with a cube in that. And Johnny Black, I can enjoy neat. I can drink with some, you know a few cubes. And the fact that this Neither scotch at this price point, I can sip this neat or any way. And, and it always delivers. And I can't believe, again, the fact that I'm defending a Kirkland scotch as the guy who is the most opposed to drinking this when a number of you presented this as apparently a good scotch. I, I just think dollar for dollar, it's very it's hard a, to beat. It's a fair argument, and I agree. I think that I, what's I interesting about this yeah. to me is, is number one, I found this on a cigar forum. That's where I, I, I found this recommendation for the scotch was on a cigar forum. Guys were saying how well this worked with cigars. And I think that we have been proven, you know, it's, it's certainly proven itself in, in our time together. I mean, how much of this have we had? I mean, when I go to... Uh, Costco and buy this stuff, I, I look like a crazy person because I'm rolling out of there with 12 of these Magnum bottles and a hot dog. <laughs> I, that's what I leave the store with. I leave with two full cases of this, of this scotch and a hot dog. That's what right, I walk I, out I do with. feel we need to disclose for the listener that Rooster and Gizmo are likely shareholders in Costco. <laughs> well, I think, I think Rooster spends a lot more money at Costco than I do. I literally only buy scotch and hot dogs there. That's it. Do we know? Do we know? Do we know that the hot, the hot dog blender? I, I do want to talk about. It's the, the same Black. guy, by the way. <laughs> no, I do. I do want to talk because I grew up with that, and I think at the end of the Me day, too. what I feel is, um, you know, er, whether it's a cigar or scotch, um, they can mean different things to different people. For me, uh, Johnny Black was one of the first scotches I had. I used to share it with my dad. Um, Loved it. A lot of my friends drink it. It was our go-to scotch. Um, I love it. Meaning you can you can give me Johnny Black today and I'll drink it without hesitation. Um, and I really do like it with a little bit of club soda. I typically don't drink it neat. Um, but having said that, I think the Kirkland scotch, you can drink without club soda. And I think you can just put in a cube of ice because there is that sherry, the sweetness. I do agree with that, but I don't know whether it's better than the Johnny Black. Uh, you know, it's once again, it um, is all about what you feel uh, when you're drinking it and when you're smoking cigars. And yeah, I, I just, it's all about you and your individual taste. It, it really. really is. And I have just too many memories of just walking up to a bar <laughs> and sitting down and just ordering a Johnny Walker Black or sharing one with my dad that I can't just, I can't, you know, it, it's this nostalgic for me. But there's no other blended scotch that, that you can get this value from. It's no, incredible for the no. price point. It's so, fantastic. Right? It's unbeatable. And think, think about if you're reaching for, a, you know, you have a couple choices. 
It's a, it's a random night of the week. You want some scotch. You're talking a 41 to 45 to maybe even $50 if you're in Florida swing on that same bottle right. of scotch. I mean, the value in 40 to 50 to $60 of a swing and a price of scotch, to me, I, I, it's I only drink Johnny Walker Black on an airplane. Yeah. That's the only place I drink it is on a plane. I, you know, I, I get it. Like, I've moved on. This, though, I, you know, dollar for dollar. You it, by the way, if it was more, if it was like significantly more expensive than what it is, I may not feel the same way about this Kirkland, but, but dollar for, 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 for value. Well, that's Costco. It's, yeah, it's Costco does that. It's yeah. ridiculous. Costco, Costco's pricing is that way. I mean, they make 15, 20% maybe profit on, on a bottle like that. But if this bottle was, uh, you know, on a regular shelf somewhere else, this would be like triple the price. I just want to say two things. The, the first, I don't think that we need to just exclusively compare this to Johnny Walker Black. No, I don't, we don't think this is a battle of Johnny Walker versus this scotch. No. So I just want to say that. And the second thing is, I'm sorry, and this is the purest in me and the scotch snob in me. If you need to mix a scotch with soda, mm. it's not a great scotch, in my opinion. And so will I drink when I don't want just straight scotch and I just want something mellowed out? Will I order a Johnny Black and soda? Yes, because I don't want an aggressive drink. I want to just sip something very slowly and, and, and not really imbibe too heavily. But for a good scotch, am I ever going to dare put <laughs> anything carbonated yeah. in that? Uh, Absolutely not. First of all, I've you never, I've it. never had. I've first point of contention. You're missing out. You still haven't defined splooge. Second point of contention. Sploosh. You sploosh, sploosh, sploosh. Sorry, doers. I heard, I heard sploosh. What I mean, doers and soda with the lemon twist. So, so Brendan, I don't so, think you go to uh, bars and drink because if you were to go to a bar and drink and you were to order with a bartender, you would say, "Hey, can I get a splash of club soda?" Or a sploosh, which is just a very little. Yes, with a shitty scotch. Okay, okay so first of all, okay. Shitty? So right. tell that, me. That point, point, point one is resolved. Point two, I've never had Johnny Walker Black. Point three, I've never had a scotch with any kind of splooge or splash or any whatever you want to call it of, car, of, of soda water in it. So to, to Grinder's point, I just want to quickly go around the room. I want you to tell me one time that you have ordered a Macallan 12 with no, carbonated soda malt. in it. That's Never. a single I'm malt. I'm going to just go around. I'm just going to go around. That's a single malt. P Puba? Right. Typically, single, single malts you wouldn't put soda. Yeah, the rest right, of the world because drinks they're, it with club soda. They're so outstanding. You would never defile that is, that is a single a, that malt def with soda no. water. The same way that if you are doing that, it's because <laughs> the scotch is not that great to enjoy on its own, and it's enhanced by putting some water to take that bite away that it has. And that's what I give this credit for is that I don't, none of us have to do that to exactly. enjoy this, where to enjoy Johnny Black, I do have to do know, that. But if it's, it's an Indian the, thing. But if it's, it's Indian thing. I think there are at least a billion people drinking that. In fact, no, more, jo more, Johnny, more Johnny Walker Black is sold also in India red, than it's produced globally. Yeah. To be clear, I, I'm saying you, you should do that with Johnny Walker Black well, or Red because it's not as enjoyable listen, on its listen. own. I, you, I, if, I agree if, with that. If it's 19, but I'm saying great scotches, you don't have to but, do that. But Senator, you're slightly younger. If it's 1987, okay, and you just put some white rain hair mousse in your hair, and you're, and, 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 you're, and you're listening, and you're listening to El DeBarge 
Okay. And you're listening to Elda Barge and getting ready to go to a party. And you, and there's doers there, and you do, and you put a splash of club soda and a lemon twist in it. You're rocking and partying like it's fucking 1999. I'm what my point is is like, you know, there was a time, in there was a time in my life where you know you're putting hair gel in, you're going out, you're you, you know you're going out to a club, Joey Harrison Surf Club in down the Jersey Shore. And it's fucking 87 degrees out and you got a bum equipment sweatshirt on and you're, and you're, and you're like, give me a doers and soda with a lemon twist. And you're talking to some girl named Kristen with, you know, hair that's three inches higher hairsprayed. And she's from Clifton, New Jersey. Like that's, that's like a different drink. You're like just drinking. Totally. So, so, so like, and you're also splooshing some Drakkar on there. Yeah, you and you, it, exactly. Oh. You've got Drakkar Noir on. It's another. It's another Indian. Oh, another got, Indian scent. You've got. Oh, you've got white rain moose in your hair. Chorus. Chorus. And you're oh, drinking chorus. a Doers and soda with the lemon twist. This is a. This is a. This I don't is, know about the lemon is, twist. To be clear, no one's taking that away from from you or or that. What I'm just saying is, if you're at this age. Enjoying a cigar at home by yourself. Hard negative. You're you're not reaching for that Hard still. Negative. That's all I'm you're saying. not reaching for that still. All right, so we're coming down to the final moments of the EP Carrillo pledge here. What are you guys getting in this last third? It's mellowed. It's mellowed. It's much better. Yeah. I mean great. What the combustion? Tug. The combustion is really phenomenal. I'll be honest. It's like I recommend so, like cutting off the first third of the cigar and smoke the rest. <laughs> that's that's fair. With a sploosh of club soda and, and the scotch. <laughs> I think that so good. good. Let me let me get a let me get a sploosh, I mean a sploosh of that. I I I'm still I'm still struggling with the the piece of wrapper that was torn off by the um you know the whatever kind of ring they have on the this. The overbanding. Yeah. Um I will say the band the fi- the, the the band that's closest to the the head of the cigar is it's a very thick like very thick band like i don't know if i've ever had a cigar that had such a thick piece of paper on it for that band well, it's you haven't had enough opus i haven't had a lot of opus that's correct but uh yeah it's it's really nice and i guess for the listener the thing that the success that i've had with that when i when i know you know like grinder had that problem ripping it off just wait till it heats up a little bit wait till it gets a little closer and and rip them off in succession so hopefully you don't rip the wrapper up but um, are you guys ready to give it the uh, our, our formal lizard rating? Let's do it. Let's I think do so. It. Rooster, what do you got on the uh, the pledge? I think I'm gonna go with a seven. I think seven is fair. Puba, I uh, I concur. I'll go with a seven. I am gonna go with a six. I'm gonna go with a seven. I think for uh, the construction, the draw, the combustion, definitely a seven. I'm a five. Wow. You liked right. it the most. Our, our official lizard score puts this at a 6.5. Mm. I would call that a, uh, a soft pass. <laughs> a soft pass or a modest recommend. Modest recommend, maybe. I mean, I, I would never smoke this cigar again unless I have to. Yeah. Um, it's, it's smokable. Anything it less than a five so is. so much better in the second half. It did it, though. I definitely think it did. Uh, to me, it, to me, just in my throat, uh, it did. But it's not not enough for me to like. I'm gonna buy this cigar and fucking smoke the shit out of it. No, I, I'm, I have to tell you, I'm very glad that I did this, and I and I'd like to explain why. 
because I will drop a cigar into the ashtray like second period French right off the fucking schedule. I will, I, I will, I will, I will ditch it because, because it's, it's too much of my time. My time is not worth. Agreed. I would have ditched. I would not have hung in with the cigar. If we were at the lounge and not doing this review, I would have ditched the cigar maybe a third of the way through and said, fuck this. I would have. I've seen him do it. He, he's, he's done it with I've some really good cigars. With some really nice cigars. I've, I've, I've seen a lot of lizards do a lot of <laughs> dumping into the ashtray. Yeah, I would have said, fuck this, and I would have dumped it. And I, you know what? I'm kind of glad that that I stuck with it because I can see the merits of this cigar, which is why I gave it a seven. Down the stretch, it it, it the first half was actually, I would call it not pleasurable, but the second half really showed some of its... Maybe there's potential. Maybe it needs more age. I don't know. See, that's where that's where I'm just like. But if I if if we have to wait half of a cigar to really to to when it's actually pleasurable, to your point, why 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 are we doing this? I mean, it's so much better right now than it was at the big that the first half or the first sixty percent. So th- this goes back to something we discussed on an earlier episode where we were talking about. Do we, do we want a cigar to be consistent all the way through? Do we want a three-act play? And there are merits on both sides, and I, I feel that way for sure. But if this cigar were consistent all the way through, like that second half, I think we all would have given this a much higher rating. And I think what's disappointing is that the way they blended this cigar, they were not able to achieve those flavors all the way through and, and that, that's what's disappointing about this. But what I will say for, you know, who may this appeal to, if you love full, really aggressive, intense cigars, then you're going to love this cigar. But let me but ask you this, you, Senator. You want- who's, who's actually smoking? Do you see people like pulling this out and be like, you know. I do, gonna- I do see it on the forums. People, I, you know, and again, I'm not going to discount the listener's uh, palate. But I don't know if it's hype or if it's actual enjoyment of the cigar. Or people just celebrating that it's number one. But I see a lot of guys smoking the cigar. And, and I'll also say I, I'm not surprised by that because there are there are smokers out there who love the Le Bijou that we were talking about. And that's a cigar that's way too strong for my palate. But clearly for some others, that works. So if you love that cigar, you're, you're easily going to love this. That, that's the only point I'm making. For me, I like a medium full full cigar this is a full plus where i i just can't enjoy the, the, the thing that's interesting is that it's so much better right now down yeah. the stretch yes. than it was which is unusual because so often you light it light a habanos and you're like and, it, and it'll start really great and then you're like the last third you're like ooh, maybe this needs some time to round out needs a little more age or something and you can start to get some of these like rough edges that are actually not appealing. I think it's more appealing now. Like I'm enjoying this now. I would have dropped it. And yeah, I would have dropped this thing at this point in the cigar and just said, screw it. I'm still smoking it. Yeah. So that's interesting. But, and, and, it, and I think it speaks like net net for me, a cigar that starts really strong, not strong flavor, but strong because you like it. But it, you know, but then needs some rounding out. Net net is better than a cigar that is not not great, and then really inspires in the second half. And you know, maybe that's just because because we're human beings and we we're we're kind of subjective and we make our opinions quickly. It's the reason why first impressions actually count. You know, 
I think a lot of Tatuaje smokers would maybe go ah, for this. Yeah, that's I a, think so. That's, Similar. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point, right? Rooster. That's a good point. Yeah, I think, I mean, I, I mean, I do, I used to smoke some Tatuajes. One of my favorite uh, Tatuajes is maybe the uh, Petite Casadores. That might be, a, you know, worthy of a future podcast, maybe. But, uh, so yeah, I mean, Tatuajes, very similar, you know, a lot of spice in a lot of the sticks. So maybe those guys who, who love Tatuajes might want to give this a shot. And to the cigar's credit, the only tatuaje I like is the one you mentioned, Rooster, the Petit Casadoras. But the other tatuajes I've had, the Black Label, the um, Escasos they came out with. Kanju. Kanju. I'm, I'm really not a fan of any of those. Yeah, they and kind I of fizzle actually, off. I would smoke this over any of those that I just named. So I agree with you. I think a tatuaje smoker would like this. And I, I even would say would probably prefer, prefer this. this. Right. Yeah, I think that's fair. I All right, boys. A 6.5 for the EP Carrillo pledge prequel. And uh, try delicious it. Delicious scotch. Yeah. Judge for yourself. And listen, for 10 bucks, I can't, I can't tell the listener not to listen, you know, not to try this cigar. I think for 10, 11 bucks, it's definitely worth it. I wouldn't buy a box without trying it, but I think purchasing a single at that price, it's certainly worth it given that it was rated number one. Try a single. You may like it. It surprised yeah. me in the second half. I'm glad I stuck with it. Yeah, don't go with Grinders 5 because I think it's. It's at least a six. I'm, a, I'm a hard grader. He, he's lashing out. I'm a hard grader. <laughs> we'll gr- grind ourselves trying to figure out what Splush is. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys, a 6.5, and uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks so much for joining us tonight. Hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to leave us a rating and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. If you have any comments, questions, if you want to reach out, say hello, tell us what you're smoking, email us, loungelizardspod, P-O-D, that's loungelizardspod at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram, at loungelizardspod. We really appreciate your time, and we'll, uh, we'll see you next week. 